With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey everybody, welcome to an episode of LGHL Uncut, where we bring you unedited, unfiltered Ohio State press conferences and other media availabilities. My name is Connor Lamans, and I'm talking to you about two hours after Ohio State's 62-41 blowout loss at the hands of the Michigan State Spartans at home Sunday afternoon. This was a game where Ohio State played arguably their worst first half of basketball in program history. That is saying that as a 26-year-old where I really don't know anything about their basketball history beyond the year 2007. However, I cannot imagine there were many first halves of basketball that Ohio State has played previously where they only scored 14 points on under 20% shooting. The Buckeyes went into halftime down 27-14, which meant the Spartans were also not lighting the world on fire, but the Buckeyes still found themselves down by 13. In the second half, they did cut it to five at one point, but as has been the case with every loss that Ohio State has suffered where they come back, the Buckeyes did push it to a five-point deficit and then put their foot off the gas pedal and went back down by 15 again. And that's all she wrote. Um, Ohio State really stopped trying too much in the final two or three minutes when it was out of hand. Michigan State did not. They end up winning by 21, but this was a game that was competitive for a good chunk of the second half. Ohio State was led by Sean McNeil, who had 10 points. He was the only double-digit scorer on a day when Ohio State only shot 28% from the floor. Joey Hauser had 22 points for Michigan State, which included six three-pointers, a season high for him. Uh, Just one came after giving up a season high uh, four three-pointers to Brooks Barnheiser. After the game, we did speak to Tom Izzo, Chris Holtman, and Bruce Thornton about the game. 
Uh, Tom Izzo spent more time talking about Chris Holtman and the Ohio State program than he really did about this game. And then we also spoke to Bruce Thornton about the loss, and he spoke a little bit about social media, as did Chris Holtman uh, to round out the press conference. So without further ado, here is the full press conference with Tom Izzo, Bruce Thornton, and Chris Holtman. sat here a few times over the years, different places, different coaches, different situations, and um, today was a rock fight the first half, it really was, uh, we weren't shooting good, they weren't shooting good, both teams played decent defense, but I thought both teams had some good shots too, but you know, I thought it was a great move, uh, surprised me with their lineup, but I thought it was a good move. I, I think we're all, as coaches right now, trying to figure out how we deal with um, the different things we all go through between freshmen and seniors, and transfers, and it's not as easy as you people would think it is, uh, whether it's me, whether it's Chris, whether it's a lot of other people, and, uh, you know, I think those freshmen are awfully talented. Um, I know the class he's got coming in is, he, is as good or better because they beat us on a couple kids. But I do have to give us a little credit because uh, we stuck with the game plan defensively and I thought AJ played pretty well offensively in the second half. I thought the first half Tyson had to take over some point guard. Hauser was great the whole game. Uh, Malik Hall for being one for five, but he gets six rebounds. He played great defense. Um, I thought that was a big step. He practiced two days in a row and now had a good game in my opinion. Even hit a three, but uh, how many minutes did he play? 26 minutes. So I think that, if we can build on that. The disappointments, you know, early, I mean, Jay Nakins, if you watch him, he played, he did a hell of a job. Um, he gets nine rebounds and he made some great drives. But we were so three point happy. We looked like an AAU team out there early. Uh, we just, uh, I think we took five threes in our first five shots. And that's not who we are, and that's not what we should be. So I was disappointed in that. And I was really disappointed in our in our inside play. I mean, we did a decent job on Key. Uh, I really like him, but we tried to sag in. We tried to do some things. But Marty and, and Jackson didn't rebound like they're capable of. They made some crazy plays. So we got some work to do there. You know, your job's never done. I had some good things, had some bad things. But Ohio State came back, cut it to five, I think six, somewhere in that area. And then <clears throat> Hauser hit a couple big key plays, and AJ won, and we found a way to win the game. But it uh, wasn't the prettiest game, but we'll take the win. Questions? Tom, back-to-back 20-point -back, games for Joey now. What are you seeing out of him right now in terms of his confidence in his demeanor shooting ball? Well, I think he does have confidence, and more importantly, AJ has confidence in him. Uh, you know, I thought our guys, Tyson, Tyson Walker was another unsung hero. You know, goes five for nine, gets ten points, three rebounds. Seems like a so, so but he, he made a couple assists to Joey. Um, AJ made a couple assists to Joey, and uh, Joey's playing uh, like the kid I thought he would be when I recruited him in high school, and. Um, He's rebounding tough. His defense is improving. Um, I think he's fresher. You know, I think that six games took a lot out of him. I think he's fresher. He's got some lift. 
ran a couple plays to get him those free throw line jump shots, and he really looked good doing it. So uh, combination of he's playing better, he's shooting better, the guys know it and they're getting him the ball. He still was very efficient, you know, only eight for 13. So uh, happy for him. You all know what he's been through. Happy for him. Over here, Rupert. Um, kind of not exactly like the other day when you had the lead and got down and we were able to respond. And then today, the big lead kind of gets shrunk a little bit. Another game where you guys find a way to respond and, and really put the game away. Is this just kind of that, I don't know, this, this team just maturing as the year goes by and not letting those things get away from me, I guess? Like I said, there's no, for the media of Ohio State, there's nothing I hate more than when my media is right. Um, it's discouraging for me, but that's about that's a good way to put it. Um, I do think we're maturing, and we use that in the huddles. We say, you know, we've been here, we've done this before, and we're going to grow a little bit, and we're going to get better. Malik, are you going to take over? Are you going to say something up there? AJ, are you going to run our team and not let some of those things happen? And uh, and give credit to Ohio State. I, I thought they made a hell of a run, in, pushing the ball good, um, made a couple of big plays, but. Uh, I do think we're maturing as a team, and yet, in you know, first half, we get AJ in foul trouble, and, and Jaden kind of playing a little bit faster than I think he needs to play, and then uh, and Marty, you know, struggled a little bit, so, you know, Pierre actually did a good job off the bench, and that's what we haven't been getting either. We haven't been getting the bench play. You know, Pierre doesn't make a shot, but he played way better defense than probably he's ever played since he's been here. and. Um, I think he felt good about that too. Missed two shots that I thought were in. Big plays when you get down five or six after you got a 15 point lead and, and you still rebound to, to build that back up. So that, that'll help us, I think, in the future. Tom, you, you mentioned the other day how important it would be to rebound offensively. And that sequence, when they cut it to five, Jaden got that one offensive board. And that really, between that and what he did on the defensive glass, too, I mean, I guess. How do you kind of offset maybe some of those early shots with what he did with that part of his game? You know what? Um, make sure you understand. I think two of the three shots he took were wide open. The problem is they were, you know, when I say wide open, I mean we had shots. The problem is is we were going to run some. We, we want everybody to touch the ball the first couple of plays and nobody, and it wasn't just him. The other thing we are disappointed in him about, if let's be honest, is he was leaking out a lot. And so we jumped him about getting in there. And sure enough, he made a couple big plays. Hauser made that one where he tipped it twice and got it. But Jay Nakins made some big plays and then he got some defensive boards. I mean, he is so versatile. He can he can rebound it, he can guard it, and he is our best shooter percentage-wise. And he's our best athlete. If I can just find a way to curb it a little bit and still let him go. Um, he's going to be a hell of a player, and I think he knows it. I mean, I think he saw some of the things, and just, uh, you know, he's young and hadn't had a lot of experience from last year, and he was injured for 13 weeks, so didn't get that preseason stuff that most get. Tom, uh, I mean, there are years where you don't have one veteran point guard. To have a situation where you get a second foul in the middle of the, of the half like that, and you've got a guy you can turn to, and that's really when the run goes. And it can you speak to that comfort and what that gives you potentially just for the rest of the season. Yeah, and I, I felt bad because we put Trey in there, and Trey's had a couple good practices, and we said we're going to play him more. And he 
kind of makes a crazy turnover right off the bat. And those guards are physical for Ohio State, you know. And uh, not that Tyson's big enough to handle that, but he's smart enough to handle that where Trey was getting bopped around in there. But wasn't anything Trey did bad other than one turnover. You can't take him out for that. So I still think he's going to be a factor. But Tyson Walker has been as consistent as the day is long, and he he can play both positions and uh, really made some nice plays, both uh, as a point guard and as a two guard. And I think as he grows, Joey grows, we get Malik back full. AJ getting better than I say this team could. Now still win some games down the stretch. So you made a comment that coaching is not as easy as no, or as fun. And I assume some of that's tied up in the new media transfer and totally. all this stuff. You're aware this program that you played today is struggling. You reached out to coach after he got ejected. You've mm -hmm. said complimentary things about him. Mm -hmm. The question is, what's fair for fans to expect? Yeah. Because that's, that's a great question. No sweet 16s in six years. That's mm -hmm. not typical here. What is fair for fans to expect? So it's not just my media that, that has intelligent questions today. <laughs> I guess it's yours that does too. And I say that respectfully, so I don't take it any other way. Um, I think the hard part is uh, they got some good young players. They really do. When you're sitting there, and I have no idea. I mean, I didn't talk to Chris about this. I'm telling you, me, me, this is all me. When you're sitting there at the end of the year and you're thinking somebody might go pro, somebody might transfer, somebody might give up his sixth year, what do I do, who do I get? And this is one of the problems that I, I've said, I've been on every committee, that in the end the kids get, everybody thinks this is great for the freedom of the kids and all of a sudden you got, maybe you got too many guys. And, and then you want to blame the coach for that. Just so you know, those guys sit next to you, some of them, and our fans, they're blaming me for not going in the portal and not getting more players. So you know what it is, if you win, you did the right thing, and if you lose, you did the wrong thing. Um, he's got some very good players, very young players. I thought it was brilliant to start those guys. I really did. Um, he had a recruiting class this year for next year that beat us out on a couple of guys. Um, and your point is true, but if you look at the last three years at Michigan State, um, we were out in the first round, we were out in the second round. Um, you know, we haven't lived up to our standards either. COVID has done a lot to a lot of places, a lot of programs. Um, I don't know what the fans expect. I, I only say that here because I, I absolutely love football. You know, football is my first love. And I watched Ohio State play Michigan and lose. And I thought the poor coach was going to get hung in. And then I watched them do an unbelievable job and probably outplay Georgia. And, uh, you know, it's, we build the monster and then we got to live with it, okay? And uh, I'm just saying that, understand that it has been a very difficult three years between COVID, guys coming back for fifth, six years, we're playing against guys that are 24 sometimes. Then you turn that around and the transfer portal and the, of players and um, it, it's not as easy as you think that that I, I would tell fans be a little patient 
get the recruiting quit going and this and that. Um, I guess I'd be a little more upset, but I do think he's a good coach. He's not my best friend. I'm not sticking up for my brother. I'm sticking up for coaches because I, I don't think anybody has any idea how difficult this is. And uh, I'm glad you said fans, because I'm sure our fans aren't real happy with me either. And I understand that. I mean, I built the monster. I'm trying to feed the damn thing. And, uh, but there's a lot of reasons for a lot of things. And uh, hopefully we get through this year and now the, the COVID stuff gets over so we know who everybody has. I think the transfer stuff will get worse. I really do. And uh, so we're all gonna have to, we, he knows, I know, I have my big boy pants on, I, I know what expectations are. But uh, I looked at, this was the first game where there was really a letdown at the end. Um, you know, they had Purdue beat. So did we, nobody cared. Um, they've been in games, dog fights right down to the end. So have we, you know. So if you really look at it, I know it's a win at all costs. I, I do understand that. But just think about it. You lose by one and you're a dog and you win by one and you're a hero. Your team probably played the same, you know. And that's what's difficult right now in our profession. But listen, he's had two great recruiting classes. I think he'll rally those freshmen and it's just hard to mix everybody together. That's what I think. But I also think uh, they've lost like nine games and it's all been close and sometimes that's what happened with young freshman point guards and things like that. I mean, with AJ, my first, his first two years, that's the way it was. And uh, so, anyway, I hope people are a little patient with all of us. And yet, I understand the job. Good question. Time for one more. You, you said you thought it was brilliant to start the lineup that he did that threw you a little bit for a loop. Um, some, starting three freshmen Big Ten play can come with some some challenges. What, what did you what did you like about that decision? Why well, what, I, what I like is I think they're three talented freshmen. Number one, um, and they're you know like we have some problems where uh, you know like Trey. I mean he's uh, he's still 165, 70 pounds. I mean those young guys they got are, are men. I mean, they, they, they're, you know, I'm, I'm sure your football coach would die to have a couple of those at linebacker. And uh, so I, I just think that, um, you know, I'm not here every day. I don't know, I have any idea what goes on. I just know that all of our locker rooms are very difficult. They're all very, very difficult. And, uh, and it takes daily massaging, um, communication, why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And I just thought that it was maybe the right thing to try something different, you know. Uh, I still played those other guys. Uh, who was it uh, that came in? Uh, that McNeil had a pretty good game, 4 for 13, but made a couple big shots, you know. I thought uh, they're uh, that young o- o- Opara, Opara, how do you say it? Him too. Opara, uh, <laughs> I think he's going to be a damn good player, you know. For a young kid that's skinny, he's going to be a good player. So, I don't know, just my opinion. You know, these are my opinions. Everybody's got opinions. I don't write a column. I just, once in a while, I'll give them. Most of the time, I keep it to myself. How's that, guys? Thank you. Thanks. Much of this game, shots were not falling. Um, what wasn't going right at that end of the court? What was the struggle of trying to score today? Um, almost our last game, we just didn't make shots, so kind of hard to be a, be the, um, a top team, a top team in a Big Ten if you don't make shots at the end of the day. And they made shots during transition. Um, got quick, uh, easy bu- um, buckets when we are um, pointing our man. So stuff like that can really hurt you. And they're, and they're a great defensive team at the end of the day. So uh, a lot of props to them, uh, them to their coaching staff for uh, preparing for the game today. And yeah, they're a better team today. It seemed like the ball didn't move super well early on. Maybe it was sticking a little bit. Some of the shots, he took a lot of threes early. Was that, were all the threes game plan or was that a, a product of the ball not moving? Uh, um, probably the ball not moving. Also, um, I feel like I got to make those shots often. So it just, it just as, a, as a whole, um, Putting that many threes together just um, look, look like bad basketball. But in reality, if we was making those threes, then it would be a different story. So it's kind of hard to look at it like that. But I still have the same confidence in Sean and Bryce and shooting, th- uh, shooting threes, on Sway, uh, anybody that really had the confidence to shoot it. So I believe next game we'll, we'll make those shots. Bruce, there's a moment in the second half. You guys pulled within five points and you get that steal and then. You guys weren't able to capitalize on the other end. It seemed like after that, you guys didn't get close again to Michigan State. Did you feel a shift at that point, and what really happened in the back half of that second half? Um, I really didn't feel a shift because I'm just just playing. So I was on like, but like, keep um, when we cut the five, that was kind of big for us. Um, it would have been down like a lot for the for the whole part of the game. But like, when we when we have a chance to cut it to even three to that point, um, that's very critical. Because after that, I feel like they hit like two back-to-back threes. They went like on like a 10-0-8-0 run. So stuff like that, like you just got to capitalize on. And we need to work on that on, on practice. And I feel like we'll get better at it. And then Roddy made his second start. What's it like having three freshmen in the starting lineup at this point in the season? Do you guys even feel like freshmen at this point? And yeah, what's that feel like? Uh, at this point, you're really not, not a freshman no more. You're going to on, second, on, second, on the back end of your season. So every so you've been through um through the fire and playing like at Indiana and all the other places. So like us, us three just started. Um, we've been working hard in practice. 
I mean, it doesn't matter who starts for us, honestly. We just trying to get the job done, trying to win. How comfortable are you? Are you coming up here and talking to us after loss after loss after loss? How comfortable are you getting in that role? Um, I feel um, better. I feel confident. Um, it's just very frustrating just losing. I'm just um, keep it honest. Uh, that's the only way I know how to. Just, just losing is just very frustrating at the end of the day. It doesn't matter you on court or like man, just losing in general is not a good feeling at all. So I feel like we still have the team. We still have, we're gonna have to have, have the confidence in each other to put it all together. Cause we still have, I feel like we still have time. We just gotta make one day better. Uh, maybe you gotta make tomorrow a better day. So that's the only thing we can do at this point right now. Bruce, sitting down there <clears throat> close to the court, it just seemed like Michigan State's defense was making it real difficult, particularly in that first half, for you guys to get clean looks at the basket and nothing in the paint. Just what were they taking away from you guys and what, how difficult were they making it with, with their length and getting into the driving lanes and just taking everything? You guys couldn't get the ball in the middle at all. Uh, it was it was very difficult on um, the line. Uh, just the, the style of play, um, just them being in, in the gap, so it's kind of hard to drive and have a driver lane, and they have a, a good rim protector as well. So they had a good good scheme, good a good plan, just make up the take on on tough threes, long threes, and then we didn't make them. So really, so it really just played in their favor at the end of the day. So they had a good um, game game plan headed to the game and get props to them. Yeah, Bruce, is it uh, possible the team is now feeling the same thing? Maybe the staff is feeling the, the noise out there has trickled down to the team, and so you can't maybe play as relaxed as you'd like? Yeah. Um, uh, you just know this uh, amount of games we lost. You just know, like, all the stuff from the outside world from the try to try to come in even harder. Like, you just know, like, like in a couple hours, all the hate comments, all the it's going to come, it just come with it, just, just losing. So you got to just do your best and really mature real fast. That's what I had to do. I'm just trying to block out the noise because it can really mess up your mental if you really feed into it or you apply back. So only only thing I do is just look forward and move on to the next day and you get, you're going to get better tomorrow. you stay off social media? Uh, at times. Um, I'm, I still have friends I talk to every now and then, but like all the comments and stuff like that, I make sure I stay away because me looking at it um, just messing with me mentally, and I hope nobody on our team look at it. Because we still can do things at the end of the day, and we just, we just need to still stay positive at the end of the day. Thanks. Thanks, Bruce. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right, guys, uh, give, give Michigan State credit. I thought their defense just was stifling today. Certainly, our offense, um, you know, was was to, to be uh, can be blamed for sure. But um, I give them credit. I thought their defense and you know they're they're playing at a, a much slower pace this year, and I just don't think we handled that very well. And uh, our offensive frustration um, was significant in the first half, and it dug us too deep of a hole really to climb out of. But give them credit uh, for their defense today. Obviously, we've got a lot to uh, learn from in this game before we play them a second time and just moving forward in general.
Chris, do you think uh, your team is starting to feel the same maybe stress or noise that's really unavoidable out there during a tough stretch like this? Yeah, how could they not, right? You know, Clay, how could they not? You know, it's it's uh, it's part of it. It's part of being in the public, you know, public guy. You know, it's part of playing uh, at, uh, at a major, you know, university. Um, you know, I think they do a, probably a good job, you know, to some degree blocking it out. Um, but, you know, it's, that's a lot to ask. So the answer is throw yourself in your work and um, focus on the work. What was so difficult and stifling about the Michigan State defense you mentioned? I mean, with three-pointers, you guys attempted 29. It seemed like it was hard to get into the paint today. I couldn't get to the paint. Yeah, we, we, you know, we knew how, um, you know, obviously as coaches, uh, I should have gotten them more ready for their defense. So uh, I'll take full responsibility for that. I should have, I should have clearly had a better plan uh, for, uh, uh, for our offensive attack. Um, you know, the game here last year was considerably different. It was a much faster pace game. And, um, but uh, clearly, uh, uh, you know, this this plan uh, we just we needed to get better with it. But they, we just had no no opportunities to uh, get to the paint. And then I think the missing uh, some of the open shots there really led to us, you know, playing frustrated and tight offensively. And you can't play a good offense like that. Chris, you mentioned a couple of days ago that you you'd want your guys to shoot more threes. Um, obviously, they didn't go well today. You didn't shoot particularly well last game either. Like. Yeah, uh, I, I guess at this point in the year, are you still searching for what this team's offensive identity should be when, you know, it was such a slog two-point efficiency-wise, and then the last yeah. game was about as good as you could be possibly two points, and now you're not making threes. Yeah, our two-point field goal percentage, Bill, as you know, has, has uh, not been good, and that's kind of been a foundational piece for our highly efficient offenses the last couple of years, and we've really struggled with our two-point finishes. It's last in the Big Ten, or it was last in the Big Ten, that's so uncharacteristic. I think some of that is just a byproduct of we're, we're not playing off two feet enough, we're playing in crowds. You know, whatever you have to reason for that, um, you know, inexperience, whatever, um, we, we clearly have got to coach that better. I think I do want to shoot more threes. Today, today was, was probably too many. Um, and we'll make some that we just missed today. I really believe we'll make some that we missed today. I think some of the misses were a byproduct of just the frustration of it being a low-scoring game, and us just not adjusting to that. Um, but um, you know, do I need to look at maybe um, you know playing our better shooters more, looking looking at a different you know lineup in terms of I, I don't know. I uh, need to look at it, but clearly uh, the space uh, it's hard to come by right now against some teams. I like justice. Um who shot the ball pretty well for you guys his first year here. He's like 23% right now. He's still taking like three per game. He was one for six today. Do you at some point have to tell him to stop shooting, even if he's open, or how do you manage that? Yeah, Bill, you know, we've, we've, we've looked at him in practice, and he's, you know, he's pretty consistently a solid shooter. I wouldn't call him a great shooter, but a solid shooter. And I think for this team, uh, if our shooting was better at other positions, and I think we had – you know, he didn't really need to take many threes on that team, if you remember who we had on that team. Yeah. Uh, you had Justin, you had Dwayne, you had EJ who was shooting it well, a five-man who could shoot threes. So he could take wide-open ones, and he had a lot of wide-open ones. Uh, but he's a better shooter than what he shot right now. Um, you know, I didn't have issue with uh, 
some of his shots. I think he needs to take keep taking rhythm ones. Um, for this team, Bill, for this team, he does. Uh, Coach, you, you've gone with a lot of different uh, starting laps, you know, recently in this stretch here. But Roddy getting the start today, playing 26 minutes. Uh, what did you think? You know, made his game uh, something you wanted to employ in, in this matter? Well, you know, I'd like to play Roddy and Sean together uh, quite a bit. Um, I think for us moving forward, I want to give that a look, a little bit more ball handling. Um, you know, adding another Roddy can make open shots. Um, so I, I should have played him more last game. I felt like I should have played him more last game. And I, I just like the the blend of, of defense uh, with kind of the offensive group uh, that we had, that, that mix of the starting lineup. Obviously, it was young, but um, you know we'll see if that continues. Chris, earlier in the season, we talked a little bit about transition defense with teams speeding you up. And then today, you're saying Michigan State intentionally slowing it down said made it difficult. Do you mind expanding on that a little bit? Well, I, you know, their tempo, when you look at it, is just, it's it's much different than what it's been in the past. Um, uh, you know, we're we're playing the fastest we've played in in our six years, but we're the, we're the least efficient we've been, or the second least efficient we've been in our, in our six years. Uh, and some of that, uh, there's a multitude of reasons for that. There, I think... They, they will try to strike in the first six seconds, but I thought today they played very deliberate, uh, maybe more so than I remember Tom's teams playing. Um, they're just a little bit of a different makeup, uh, but obviously Tom's a Hall of Famer and he's having success uh, with this group for a reason. So it just, I think it frustrated us when we weren't making shots and then we were playing, you know, 24 seconds of, of defense. Uh, this group has gotten frustrated with that a couple times. Uh, there was another game this year where we got frustrated in the Minnesota game. I think we we got frustrated with that. And then following up with what Griffin asked about Roddy, um, getting his second start today, do you see this as a thing where he's probably going to be starting moving forward? And then also for this last stretch of games here down the stretch, what parts of his game do you want him to work on and improve on the rest of the season? You know, I think his ball handling, decision making, Roddy right now needs to impact us with his defense. And... Um, I think he had some good moments and um, uh, today, but he's got to be able to impact the game with his defense and his energy and his rebounding. And then out of that will come some good offensive moments like he had tonight. I thought he had a couple plays where he made the right pass um, and made an open open three at the end of the, the first half. But I thought, you know, I thought Roddy did some good things. We've got to get Bryce, um, you know, this is now a few games here when you include kind of the Wisconsin game where we just have to continue to get him uh, back into a better rhythm, um, really starting with the Wisconsin game. And, I, and that's our job as coaches to work to make that happen. Chris, in the last, there's been some games recently where you guys get down, but then you come back, you get to kind of like that eight point to four point window yeah. and just can't get yeah. over the hump. Turnovers, poor shots. Scared may not be the right word, but are the guys, once they get in that window, maybe getting tentative or, oh, we're right there, and then it just kind of falls apart? Does that question make even sense? No, it does. It definitely makes sense. Um, I think maybe there's some degree of, of tentativeness, um, but to your point, some of it is um, we just have not always had quality possessions. When we've, when we've been up four or six, we'll take a contested shot when um, – uh, you know, and in some cases, probably I need to slow them down more than what, what we do right now. I think our understanding right now of of winning possessions when it's a two or a three possession game 
Um, it's just not where it needs to be, and that's, uh, you know, my responsibility to get them there. We, we fight some things too much. Is that something you work on in practice? Is it more just game situational? Both. Yeah, I think I think we've certainly worked on it in practice. We've broken it down in film. We broke it down in film again this morning of us executing offensively and defensively late by just playing together offensively and defensively and moving the ball. Um, but um, we've got some habits that we probably need to break. Chris, you, you've seen Joey Hauser for several years in the league now, and I'm wondering how is he a different player when you watch previous games in this game, just sort of, and, and how does that change the, the scout, if anything, for him? Where, where is he a problem that he, he wasn't maybe in years past? He's more confident shooter, more confident offensive player. Um, I think that's probably the biggest thing I've seen with, with him. You know, he was a really, he was a, I mean, I recruited him out of high school, it seemed like a decade ago. He was a really, really good player coming out of high school. And obviously they got him on the transfer. A really good player, really talented. So it doesn't surprise me that he's turned into a really good Big Ten player. Um, I think Tom's done a great job with him in just terms of feeding him with, with some confidence. Because he did not play this confident, in my opinion, last year. So every team starts a year, particularly here, with NCAA aspirations, Big Ten championship aspirations. At this point, that doesn't look realistic. What's What in your mind is an attainable achievement for this team that you want to see with what's left of the season that would enable you to feel like you gained something and have momentum in a good direction at the end of the year? Yeah, I think it's, it's hard because it's going to um, – it's a good question. I'm just going to, you know, it's going to be kind of a, a general response growth, I think, the big, is the biggest thing. I think growth in the areas of sharing and moving the ball, Bruce, uh, growth in the air. I thought we had some really, really good defensive possessions today, really good. I thought we played, honestly, good enough defense for 30 minutes to give ourselves a chance to win. Our offense was just, was just, you know, rough. Um, so I, I think... Uh, growth in the areas of of that we've talked about moving the ball, um, sharing the ball, um, finding the the the, uh, the open man, rebounding the ball a little bit better than what we have consistently, um, and then having a, a you know a consistent defensive um, forty minutes with multiple sustaining efforts. Um, those are the things that we've we've addressed. He was asking about when you cut it to five, and then just trying to get a stop. I think you did yeah. get a stop, and then you came down the other end, and Bryce misses a shot. And uh, on Zed's putback, it looked like there might have been some contact around the rim. Did you see anything? Um, it was hard to tell from my viewpoint. You know, I've, I've got to go back and, and look at it. I think um, I did not think the game was officiated poorly. I thought it was officiated really well. I've got to look at that specific one. There weren't a whole lot of fouls called in this in this game. Um, uh, in some ways, that's that's we just weren't able to infor, impose ourselves offensively. Um, you know, it was a criti critical stretch there. Uh, I can't remember how much time was left. I think it was in the middle of the second half. Am I right on that? Yeah. Cut it to five, and I just I think during that stretch, and we just did not have enough quality possessions. We gave up a transition three, and we had we had a couple poor shots. And, and with that, I think this is the second straight game where he's been grabbing that shoulder and it's not a contact thing, he's reaching or something like that. Is What are the evaluations like with him as far as, is he healthy enough to keep playing and do you have to start? I'm 
Um, do you have to consider shutting down more small and roll, things like that? Yeah, I think the only way we would shut it down is if he had another significant injury or, or multiple significant injuries with it. I think right now um, it's at the point where, where it's, it's strong enough uh, as determined by our medical team for him to continue playing. I think sometimes when he extends it or when he gets hit, it's painful for him. I give him a lot of credit for, you know, for fighting through it. Clearly, he's not at his best, um, but um, I think he's fighting through that particular injury.